Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson, and our co-host, Gregory Turner, will be with us shortly. And I want to bid everyone a good evening tonight, because we have an exciting show. It's going to be fun-filled. It's going to be informative, and I think really, really, really needed in our communities and communities abroad. You know, we have a, a wonderful guy that's going to be on with us real shortly as well. And normally I would b- dialogue with Greg, but since he's given me this wonderful opportunity to to not really grandstand, but to just talk amongst myself, <laughs> um, I want to say, you know, the, the issue that we're going to deal with tonight and the topic that we're going to deal with tonight is just, wow, it's it's amazing how once we put our our, our juices together so to speak our thinking caps and our mindsets together how we can put some things in the motion and how we can accomplish some things it, i'll just tell you it's going to be great i think greg is on now greg help me out here <laughs> i tell you what i apologize to all of our guests we were running and we had some difficulties and i'm not in my office and we're just we're having some difficulties, but that's okay. This is the first time that this has ever happened, but we're going to make it through it. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was talking earlier about how um, tonight's show and the topic we're going to deal with is going to be something that I believe is, you know, really a life-changing thing, and just the whole dynamics behind how the people put this program together. And, you know, the, the young man that you're going to hear talk about the program, this thing is phenomenal. Yes, it is. And, Brian, I'll tell you what, our guest tonight is a powerful man in the community, and not only just in the community, in the education field, and he's just all over the place. And I'll tell you what, if you have any uh, pens or pads or whatever with you tonight, please take notes because this man is going to say some things that's going to shock you. And, Brian, I never would have thought something like this would be taking place and going on the way that it is. You're mixing, you're mixing the law with uh with 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 religion so to speak and you're mixing law with the church so it is awesome and mm-hmm. i'll tell you what we're going to have a good time and i just see a lot of people uh adopting this program yeah you know i would i would say that you're mixing the law with the law yes, <laughs> Real law. yes. yes. yes sir yes sir well since we're already a little behind, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our special guest. Tonight's special guest is Mr. Ulysses D.J. Jenkins, and he's over a program called Fugitive Safe Surrender. And I'm going to let him talk about that. So let's go ahead and bring him in uh, right now. You are most welcome to be a part of the Abundant Solutions Onward. Good afternoon. Uh, it's a pleasure being here, and I appreciate your uh, invitation to come and share this program with your listeners. Awesome, awesome, awesome. First, before you uh, talk about Fugitive Safe Surrender, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, you know, who you are, where you're from. 
Well, my real name is Ulysses Denzel Jenkins, and uh, I'm just a little country boy from Montgomery, Alabama, who uh, came to Florida on a, a football scholarship and, and decided to fulfill his dream in working in law enforcement. And uh, I uh, currently work for uh, the only, the second uh, black elected sheriff in the state of Florida uh, since Reconstruction, Sheriff Morris A. Young, who is a phenomenal uh, spiritual guy. Um, he he has uh, really led our department uh, into a different direction and, and getting more uh, work in the community done. Um, I'm currently uh, signed as an investigator, um, but I am attached to uh, the United States Marshals uh, um, Fugitive Task Force. They they've changed our task force name a couple of times, so uh, we're just um, we're just the North Florida Regional Fugitive Task Force at this time and. I also do uh, a lot of special projects for the sheriff um, here. Um, I was the first PIO here. I managed to put that office together um, and and get that office rolling here. Um, I've I've just had my hand in a number of things for him, uh, and and it's it's proven to be uh, a very um, good situation and working relationship between the sheriff and I. Awesome, awesome. I'll tell you what, Brian, I, I've known DJ for a number of years, and not only is he intimidating with his size, he's also intimidating with that word. He knows it, and uh, it's just awesome to see that they're putting it all together, uh, the plan that they have right now. And i tell you what, it's definitely going to free a lot of people. And, uh, Brian, if we can, I, I want to jump on the, uh, the, the project that they're working on. And uh, DJ, if you could tell us a little bit about the project and, and how it's going to benefit the uh, all communities, not just African American communities and Hispanic, Latinos, or whatever, but it's going to touch every uh, community because there's always some type of crime. There's always something going on wrong, but there's not a really good way to solve the problem. But the way that this program is right now, I really believe that a lot of people are going to adopt it, and it's just a blessing. Uh, the way that it's done. And, Brian, I'm just really blown away. And for our listeners, I want you to really listen to what he's saying in, in, in explaining this program. It's something that you've never heard of before, and it's something that a lot of people wouldn't have never thought of. But, uh, DJ, if you would, tell us a little bit about the program and how it's going to benefit the community. Uh, just just to reiterate your point, I was, I've been in law enforcement for uh, about 13, 14 years, and uh, just February was the first time I've heard of this program. Uh, the sheriff called me down and said, "Hey, well, had a, I actually I was home that day and somebody he had somebody call me and say, hey, look, the sheriff got this program and uh, he wants your hands on it and wants to get it rolling.' So uh, I began to research this program and, and I'm thinking, oh my God, here we go again, you know. And as I began to read that program, I got convicted because, and not only did I get convicted in the program. In my my uh, worldly job, I got convicted in my spirit, uh, being a spiritual man, uh, as well as a, a you know working in law enforcement. This program ties in uh, your judicial system, uh, your law enforcement, with your uh, faith-based uh, communities. So the United States Marshal had a very great concept. Uh, Department of Justice under the Department of Justice, they created this program called Fugitive Safe Surrender. And what this program has done is it has partnered with a uh, judicial uh, system. It's partnered with law enforcement, and it's uh, created a partnership with the uh, faith-based communities. And they've 
uh, created a, a situation where people can restore their lives. People can get this cloud uh, from over their heads. People can have a second chance. And there are a bunch of underlying factors in that. But just a broad overview for right now, what happens is is that we set up court for a day. For, for uh, Actually, there's over a period of days, but we set up court at a local church. And uh, you av- we advertise this program uh, letting people know that uh, if you're a nonviolent felon, if you have a nonviolent misdemeanor, you can turn yourself in. Let's get this cloud from over you. Let's stop hiding. And, and, and you can turn yourself in to this church, at this church, and you can be uh, exposed to uh, the religious aspect, and then you can turn yourself in in the program and you receive leniency for for doing that. Now, the benefits are people are looking at this and saying, oh, you're luring people in, you're trying to trick them. There's no trick. This program, uh, as I was was explaining it to our our religious volunteers, is that this program does what it says it's going to do. Uh, It's going to give these people leniency for turning themselves in. And what we want to do is expose them to the religious aspect of it. When people know better, they tend to do better. Yeah. And you you have to part. You have to. Law enforcement can, can't just kick in doors all the time, and, and we can't just ride neighborhoods and throw everybody on the ground. That has proven not to work. And the funny part is, is that uh, all of us being religious people, uh, we've not tried religion first, but tried everything but that. So now this program has partnered with with, with uh, our faith-based communities, and we're we're trying to give these people something to live for. We're trying to give them their dignity back, and 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 all the time, law enforcement is not about just taking somebody's uh, future away. We w- we would like to give you a future, and that maybe that would help you not recidivate. So uh, this 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 program is is beneficial to those who are are, are uh, out there with. Uh, Nonviolent felon uh, warrants and nonviolent uh, misdemeanor warrants, and and we we think it's going to be a success here in our county. I I would say yes. <laughs> you know the one thing that that you touched on, you talked about people saying that they're trying to lure you in, but it's really, in my opinion, it's not a lure because you willingly turn yourself in and you get an initial immediate benefit from doing that according to the program but most people would look at that as still saying well i got to turn myself in you know so let me ask you what would compel somebody to want to be a part of this program knowing that they're still going to get some time well you know depending on what they've done well really this pro this program is designed to give you a break, so to speak. Now we can't dictate what the judge does, obviously, because the judge is, is the judge. Mm-hmm. But the, but uh, what you do, we, what we've done is we've created. Uh, we I went to every constitutional officer and every party involved in this program personally, mm-hmm. and talked to them, and they've all agreed to accept the program uh, as it's designed. We have not changed this program. We we don't I don't believe in reinventing wheels that are working, mm-hmm. and uh, the U.S. Marshals have been running this program. It's been very successful for them. So I just had to get 
uh, the people here to buy into it. Uh, some a little hesitant to not, than others, but when you bring in something new and it's changed and it's against the norm, you get that. So right. what tends to draw people to this program is the fact that, you know, there are people out there who made a mistake but want a second chance. And mm-hmm. they want to work, but they can't work because they have a, a warrant for their arrest on them. Uh, there right. are people who, you know, don't want to have to duck every time they see the police. And we we believe in giving uh, these people uh, another opportunity at life just to regain their dignity back and their self-respect. And, and, and our sheriff has a, a, been a religious uh, man himself. He believes in a second chance. So that's what that's why we we're running this program, and that's why we want people to come and say, "Hey, I'm gonna give this a chance to get my life back." Right. You know? Okay. But, all right. I tell you Go what, Greg. I'm sorry. Yes. You know, how can you lose when you put God in something? Uh, and this is just I, I I think the 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 thought of even doing that is just off. Because when you you have a lot of people that are out there running right now, hiding, and they, they don't want to go to jail. Now, regardless of what they've done, they still deserve to uh, be given another chance. Now, I don't know how many chances you can give them, but I, I, I just believe that when you, you deal with criminals with, with love, you can conquer anything that that person is, is up against because there's nothing more powerful than love. And, BJ, this sounds exactly like what you guys are doing you're placing love back in a system that is always taught and, and just look just rugged and rough all the time. And now you're bringing it into the church or, or, or churches uh, throughout the country. It's just an awesome thing. And, DJ, i got a feeling your phone is probably going to start ringing with people wanting to do the same thing and adopt this in their, in their county. So uh, just, be, just, be, just be on the alert. That it, I believe that it's coming. But yeah. my question yeah, my question is, DJ, what, what are some of the, the uh, benefits of, of this happening uh, testimony-wise that you've heard from other counties and from other people that are, that are uh, in, this, in this program? Well, uh, when I received the <clears throat> initial statistics for my research, I, I looked at it, and, and uh, I looked at where the uh, U.S. Marshals have, have ran this program, and, and what I found out is is that, uh, this program has has been ran in several major cities across the United States. Uh, here recently, they were in Wilmington, Delaware, and they were in Virginia. Uh, they've been in Harris, they've been in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, all over across the country. And the the statistic that stuck out to me the most was that out of eighteen thousand people arrested. They surveyed every last one of them, and 80% of them said they turned themselves in because they believed the program would do what it said it would do. Um, and to me, that was that was the conviction to uh, stress to the community that, hey, this program is going to do what it says it's going to do. We're not going to – we're not going to – pounce people when they walk in and say, hey, we got you. This is not that kind of program. This is a what it says, a safe surrender program. And we and, and the fugitive aspect of it, we want you to be able to stop running. 
and the, and the partnership with the faith-based community is is to get the community back involved in taking back control of their communities. And what other avenue to use than the church where we're trying to show compassion? We want to express that through a visual. Uh, right, right. Uh, uh, through a visual uh, interpretation, if, 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 if I will, for, for the fugitive to say, hey, this is a church. Uh, you know, nobody's going to go in a church and lie. But we want, we want them to be, and, and not only that, I've stressed to, the, to our faith-based volunteers that I want you to go at these people and talk to them and see if you can convict their hearts uh, to want to do better and be better. Now, the other aspects to this uh, program is is that uh, there's benefits. There are benefits to to, to law enforcement and local government, uh, and and some of those benefits are jail overcrowding, which we uh, tend to have issues with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when you start talking about jail overcrowding, you start talking about fun, and so uh, there are underlying. Uh, Issues that we tend to benefit from. I don't. I don't want to sit here and act like, you know, there's nothing that you know. We're just trying to help. We're also helping out those who don't commit crimes by trying to keep, you know, the the uh, our, our, our the funds that we use for housing inmates that we can't allow to benefit from this program. Uh, we're doing the best we can at controlling our population to keep those numbers down and and, and those uh, and, and the money that's allocated to that program. Mm-hmm. To, to the uh, incarceration of others, so uh, and, and it's also a safety factor uh, that I like to point out because uh, you know all, I've seen uh, young men run from law enforcement for for warrants for little or nothing for what they amounted to, and and I've seen some of them lose their lives over it. And, yeah. And my question to those that were reluctant to buy into this program was, yeah, they were wrong. Should they have ran? No, but it wasn't worth their life. And it's not worth any officer's life. It's not worth any family's life that's coming home from dinner, uh, you know, and gets struck by a car that's fleeing the police. Uh, it's not worth it. So we want to give uh, our community every opportunity to be safe, safe in every aspect. And mm-hmm. we want to provide avenues uh, for those who committed offenses but who are looking for a change. Well said, well said. You know, and, and I think that's the the important part because people – you know, and you said the statistics show, but people generally feel more comfortable when they're around like the, uh, and I don't want to say it in a manner because my brother might, you know, take offense. He's a police officer. But people feel, they actually feel safer when police aren't around, when they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and so just the fact that you bring in the element of having, um, you know, even in, in the in, in the arena of a church where there's a pastor there, because, you know, people that are committing felonies or crimes or what have you, you know, they tend to have other issues going on in their lives, and that's partly why they commit these crimes. And so just the fact that having someone there that they can talk to, you know, like a pastor or another minister or so forth, you know, or even other people who may have gone through that same situation, you know, in their past, and now that they've come to Christ, and they can show the benefits of, you know, of coming and being part of a faith-based organization. You know, I, I think that's just, I think that's just a perfect tie-in, a perfect match. 
when 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 I was a young man, I I, I tend to like poetry, and, and I was uh, I knew a guy, and he made a statement one time, and, he, and I I don't I never looked it up, and maybe it's attributed to someone, but uh, he said poverty necessitates thievery, mm. and sometimes folks do things out of necessity, uh, uh, you know, committing a crime is looked is looked at by some as just irresponsible and, and, and uh, something they're not willing to tolerate. But folks, like you said, folks go through things. And you go through stages in life. Mm-hmm. And some of those stages are uh, not very good stages where we make bad mistakes and poor choices. Some of those are where we tend to come around and realize that, hey, uh, I can do better. And what we want to do is give those who think they can do better and want to do better the opportunity to do better. And sometimes what people lack is just that opportunity. And so we're we're here trying to give folks an opportunity uh, at life again to get that cloud out from over their head to provide for their families. Mm-hmm. One of the things that stuck out uh, to the sheriff is that Folk come into his uh, office after they've applied for these jobs and tried to uh, get a job somewhere, and they got this warrant that they say they didn't know anything about, which is possible. It's possible that you've done something, you didn't think the police was called, and you end up with a warrant that you didn't know anything about. So uh, now you're trying to get a job, and you have this over your head, and they're turning you down. So that's one thing that stuck out to him that he wanted to do better about mm-hmm. and, and try to uh, assist people with. So we're we're trying to make some moves and, and, and get some things going here. So I, I think it's going to be beneficial to those who want to do right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Greg, you there? Yeah, I'm here. DJ, okay, good. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, DJ. I know you, you, you worked in law enforcement for a long time. You've seen a lot of things happen to a lot of a lot of people, women, um, young boys. Do you think with having this in the church that somehow that this would change that person from doing the things that they're doing because now they're being introduced to God? And a lot of these people that are on probation that are running and just uh, they're tired. They just don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anybody probably to talk to. And now with this program that you have, is there something in place that uh, these people can study and get to know the Lord, or, or is there is that prohibited? Certain things you can't say in this program, or what what can you do to uh, try to better this person? This is a partnership, and we formed this partnership with the, with the faith based community. Now. Uh, me being, like I said, a religious man and, and, and holding an office within the church, I instructed those uh, uh, faith-based volunteers to uh, approach them as you would. That that's their profession. That's what they do. And I didn't. I'm not. The only thing I gave them. There were a few guidelines that you know we don't want them doing for safety reasons, obviously, but. We want them to convict these people, to make them want, to give them something to make them want to do better. The thing about the word is, is that all you got to do 
is be exposed to it. You may not take in everything someone's saying, but it's that one little piece that gets you sometimes, that convicts you. And my pastor likes to say, my, my and Brian's pastor likes to say, <laughs> convicts you from within. And it may just be that one thing. It doesn't have to be the whole sermon. You know, you're not going to change overnight, but it's something that grabs your attention. Right. And, and, and that, sometimes that's what it takes. So we want to, we want the benefit of everything, and I believe that uh, you can do all things through Christ. I believe that, and and to see those the looks on on, on those uh, religious volunteers' faces when I when I was letting them know my religious background and where I come from, it was just they they just brightened up. It was like, you know, hey, we we're gung ho, and when they left here, they were they were they're ready. They're ready to to, to get this thing started. And to uh, get this out in the community and to be a part of it, they see it. They see it as being great, uh, as a great program and beneficial to the communities. Well, DJ Brian and I, we we go into the jails and the detention centers, and and I just and I, I know for a fact that when you have someone like yourself and and Brian that will volunteer and go into the jails and talk with these guys you'll be amazed at how hungry these guys are to know about the Lord. They're still, they're still human beings. I, I guess society uh, look at them totally different. And even if they go in and do their time, a lot of people will still look down on them. And that's a big hurdle for these guys because they want to feel uh, like they're just like everybody else. And, and because they're, so much, they're paying so much attention to what society is saying, they don't really have another avenue to change their thoughts and to renew their mind like the Bible says. But with this program, I believe that when they go in there and they go in learning, they'll come out with a better way uh, and a better understanding of how society really is. And what I mean is these guys will be able to cope because you have that better half with you now. You, 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 you know God. You have that relationship with him. So, you really don't have to cope so much with what society is saying because society is just going to be that. I mean, they came against Jesus, so of course they're going to come against us. But if you don't know what to do when that happens, it's a bad situation for a lot of these people. And I wanted to ask you, when you're dealing with people that are on probation and you know that they're running, when you finally catch them, do they usually say, you know what, I'm so glad this is over with. I want to just go ahead and get it over with now. You know, sometimes, you know, they, they, they that's after they've given every effort to get away. But <laughs> but a lot of times you do get them saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad to you know, go and get this behind me. But uh, that's usually after a very lengthy uh, foot pursuit. But uh, the thing that... Uh, I believe uh, uh, is 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 going to. I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking back on, on some issues on, on on more of the religious side of it and uh, about what you were saying about uh, getting them more involved and, and, and holding them accountable, et cetera. I was talking to a friend of mine just yesterday, and I was explaining to him he was going through some situation uh, problems and. I was telling him that one thing about the Bible is that whatever you're going through has already been addressed. Uh 
you just got to find the solution in the Word. And what we've seen, this, this is a little off subject, but what we've seen here recently in the media is people dealing with problems worldly. Uh, and it's resulted in some people leaving, you know, this world too soon. Uh, but at any rate, uh, I believe that uh, we should expose them to the fact that, hey, whatever situation you're going through, there's already been a solution made for you. What you got to do is fall in the wheel. And that's where the the, the, the I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited about the faith-based part Uh because the, the judicial side is going to go so quickly for them, and it's going to give them the opportunity just to start over and, you know, with fines or what what have you, community service, is that I'm just excited for the religious part, that people will get exposed to it. You know, it's one thing to be uh, religious behind a jail cell. You ain't got nowhere else to go. You got no distractions. But when you're exposed back to your distractions, are you going back to the same places uh, that you were, were going? Are you hanging around the same people you were hanging around? And those are what people can't seem to let go, which usually usually ca- causes you to fall back in that rut. So we're, I'm, I'm more excited about the, the religious part than I am about the, the uh, judicial aspect of it. So if that answered your question. I think we might have lost Greg. Greg, you still there? Yeah, I think we might have lost him. But, yes, I think we did answer his question. Uh, there he is. Greg, you there? Hold on. Getting him in there. All right. I hear him now. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. DJ, you answered my question. And, Brian, I, you know, I, I want to ask you a question as well. When you were in the, when you went to the jails and when we were in there, what mm-hmm. did you get? From, from talking with the guys, and you know, when we were interacting with these guys, you know great. what I, yeah, you know what I got, Greg. The one thing that was just striking about them is they initially would not say a word, and I could immediately tell that they were reading us. They were trying to see what angle are these guys going to throw at us because we've had everything in the kitchen sink thrown at us before. And we know, you know, garbage when we see it. So they were trying to see what were we trying to shovel down their throat and was this going to be a whole other thing and how long is this going to be because I like being out of, you know, confinement or whatever, but I don't want to sit here and listen to a bunch of foolishness. And by the end of that day, you know, glad to, to say they were talking, they were asking questions. Some of the people who had never talked before, we couldn't get them to stop. And when it was time to go, they were like, Y'all finna leave, <laughs> you know, and it was it was truly refreshing because what I found out is that just because they're locked up and incarcerated, they're not animals, they're not ignorant by any stretch of the imagination. Actually, some of them were very very intelligent. It's just that they and one guy had even said it, he said, you know, I just got caught up in a situation and I didn't think, you know, I didn't think clear enough to get myself out before I got myself in trouble. And he was an engineering major at FAMU. Mm-hmm. Well, the truth be told about uh, an inmate and you and I is that that one split second it took for us to say, wait a minute, because uh, or the fact that we've done something 
and just didn't uh it just didn't go any further than where it went uh and 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 you know we we've all been there gotten too mad Let's let's just be. I'm, I'm gonna get like like Pastor Brian and said. Let, let's just be real. You know, we've all been had a little hellraiser in us before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and and I'm not above it. You know, I, I I try to do well, but sometimes, hey, the feelings get the best of you. But it's that split second where you say, wait a minute. You know, this is enough. So those are real people behind bars, and and what we have to do is look at ourselves, and say that, you know, and realize we've fallen short. But what 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 do we do? We want to ask Christ to forgive us over and over again. Mm-hmm. But why can't we give these people a chance? You know, uh-huh. uh, uh, we 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 bow down every night on our knees and ask Christ to forgive us for our sins. And and you know we don't realize that these are people too, who just uh, by that split second didn't get the opportunity to stop before whatever they did. And, and and so this is this program is designed to make our community safer. It's designed to give people a second chance to look back and reflect. You know, it's designed uh, to 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 benefit government by keeping our jail population low. Uh, it's designed, uh, you know, to to get imp- to empower uh, aspects of our community. Uh, and taking back the streets and making their community safer. It's giving them a sense of ownership. So uh, we we believe in that, and and, and it also builds up. Uh, it also builds relations with with law enforcement and the community on different levels, uh, as opposed to those. You know, you you can walk down the street and see Miss Marison on the porch, but when Miss Mary see you working around that church, trying to give those people a second chance, you. All of a sudden, Ms. Mary sees you in a different light. Mm-hmm. So we, we, there are a lot of benefits to this program, and I tell you, I've looked for, uh, I've looked and looked and looked for anything negative because I gotta attack the negatives first in order to make this program work smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I, that, there's been there's not been any negative I could find in this program at all. You know, it's it's just beneficial to everybody. Well. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, not just Miss Mary on the porch that's watching it, but also Junior on the side of the street that maybe decided that he was going to keep doing wrong, but then he sees his friend go over, turn himself in, and turn his life around, and he says, man, I got an out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that's one of the things that I think is probably not seen as much, but it's key. The more that that people see faith-based communities going back into the communities or back into the neighborhoods where they're located and doing outreach, you know, the more they'll be, you know, more apt to say, okay, look, you want to get your life together, you need to go here. You need to do this program. Because before when you say, man, you need to go to church, well, people are saying, well, what church do I go to? I mean, you just need to find any church. Well, see, that's not giving you a real answer because you can go in a place that may not have what what you feel you need. Mm-hmm. So if you need to get out of trouble, you want to go to the place where you know, hey, look, they're going to help me find myself, you know, get myself out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, I may find somebody who I can talk to, you know, to get to find out what do I need to do to get out of trouble. Correct. You know, so... 
I mean, the program itself is just, it's, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. It's, it's not really something that people hadn't thought of before, but just the added portion of setting up the whole, the whole law enforcement right there in the church where the law was built. You know, I see. I, I like that part. That part get me happy. I didn't. I didn't think about that until you mentioned it. <laughs> but it, it, but that's true. You know, the the original. Yeah, that that, that you, you you're correct. But, you know, from where all laws are derived. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, people can say what they want, but when you look at all the laws that are on the books, <laughs> there's a there's a relevance. There you go. Yeah. You know what? You're talking about a relevance. Uh, we can go back to when uh, Jesus was in the garden, and uh, the, the gentleman that that sold him for the gold was serving as a uh, process server. He went to him a couple times and said, <laughs> "He went to him a couple times and said, hey, we need.' He was doing his best to talk him in to coming in. He said, "No, the hour is not at hand," and he kept saying that. And it also says in the Bible too. You know, he, he was talking about. He's not going in there until, unless they drag him in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, 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 this is a this is a biblical thing. It people people view the court system and people view the people in uh, what society has given them power. They don't view them the same way. It, it, and I'll give you an example of that. If you see uh, a, a black man, he know he can't argue with the police officer. But if you see, and I'm not trying to make this a racial thing, but this is we just being real. Mm-hmm. When you see uh, a, a white individual hard down nose to nose with a police officer going at it and not understanding why they're being arrested and they're drunk or they've done something wrong, it's like the treatment is totally different. So that has a lot to do with a lot of these guys not wanting to turn themselves in. Well, the, 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 there's a reality to any situation, and and the reality is is that we've had incidents across the country that has given law enforcement a black eye. Yes, yes. Uh, we, we, and, and just as well as as you know, we can say, and I'm not picking on the Catholic Church, and just the the fact that things have happened to the Catholic Church that have caused the Catholic Church to have a black eye. So uh, what we have to do, and, and I tell you what that does to uh, law enforcement is that when we have these things happen, we have to work double hard. Uh, we have to work hard to get people to understand that, hey, I'm not what you saw on TV, okay? That's the first thing you have to get get past. The second thing is that, you know, you have to get people to understand that every time I show up, I'm not here just to arrest you. Uh, so there, there are obstacles that everything and everybody has to overcome, just as the Christian church, you know. You tell somebody one thing and they see you doing another. Uh, Gundy once said, "I was almost persuaded to be a Christian until I met one." So we have to all all watch our actions and and and, and what we do uh, because you know that tends to give an adverse effect not only in, in, in you know uh, just your community but wherever it's portrayed. You know it can it can blow up into something bigger. So. Uh, that that tend that those things tend to happen and, and we have to overcome those. But with this program, that's why I was stressing that uh this program will do what it says it will do. Uh one of the questions I was asked by one of the ministers was, Well what happens if somebody walks in 
uh, who uh, turns himself in who has a violent felony. Um, and I looked at him and I said, sir, I said, it's just like I just told you. This program is going to do what it says it's going to do. I said, this program is not designed for people with violent felonies or misdemeanors. They will be arrested. They will be taken to the county jail and booked. It's not designed for them. And it will be, and he says, well, how are you going to combat that? People, I said, well, uh, you can't stop anybody from walking in and turning themselves in. But we're going to advertise this program uh, uh, in more than enough time, you know, and, and explain to people what it is. I've, I've already done television appearances. I think the sheriff has done a couple of radio appearances. Uh, so we're going to get the word out what this program is. But that's how serious I am about uh, saying that this program is going to do what it's designed to do. And we're going to stick to the, blue, the blueprint that's been made, and we're going to make it work. Mm. You know, I I can't I can't begin to speak on how awesome I think this program is going to be and how successful I think it's going to be. I mean, I know it is because you know I've been involved with similar type programs that weren't in a faith based set, setting. And I've seen their success, you know, and it was uh, primarily working with teens. It was like the teen uh, court. And so I saw the success that it had with teens. And so adding that additional element of putting a face, you know, putting a face on, on, well, I'll just say to put a, a tangible face on Christ, you know, I think that's just, that's, that's the best part of the program. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and a lot of these, a lot of guys around here, uh, uh, I, I I tend to try to frequent and, and spend time and money in the communities that I work in and, and deal with. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of these guys who know me, uh, actually my barber, is from the community of which I work. And I I've spoken with him, and he told me, you know, that the folk in the community see me as a serious person. You know, when I come, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm fair. But I'm 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 by the book, and I am. But they don't know that religious side of me. They don't know that there's a, a side of compassion. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know that there's a side of of, of, of wanting to to reach out and help. Uh, so this has given me an avenue to 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 reach to broaden my arms out and say, hey, you know, this is the side of me that you never knew, because you know you were as a, a, a friend of mine would say on one side of the track and I'm on the other. But, you know, I want folks to realize that this program is is going to benefit families. It's going to benefit children uh, whose parents are, are, you know, hiding and, and ducking and dodging because of these uh, warrants that they have. It's just going to be so beneficial, and it gives the church the opportunity to stand in the forefront, I, 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 that's the part. I'm, like I said, I'm excited about that. It gives the church the opportunity to stand in the forefront and say, "Hey, we're standing in the gap, literally." Uh-huh. Huh? We're standing in the gap, <laughs> literally, and, and we're we're working this thing together. So, I'm just excited, man. I, I really, I can't wait till we run our first one, and it's going to be a very exciting time around here. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So when will you begin uh, 
I guess this this is more of a pilot right now, or is it actually full fledged? The first where where we are right now is that we've got everybody on board. We we've done a needs assessment of every uh, uh, party of every party involved, all the constitutional officers. Uh, which which is the public defender's office, the state attorney, you have the judge's office, you got the county uh, clerk of court uh, that's involved. So and, and we and we have the U.S. Marshal Service who who are going to help us with this program. Uh, and I like to say that uh, Deputy Chief uh, Frank Cimento for the U.S. Marshal Service in Tallahassee has it's been a great uh, asset to me. As far as he's been, he's he's embraced us with open arms about this, and he's he's been. Uh, He's, he's pledged uh, their support 100%, so I'm very excited about that, to have that kind of uh, um, entity say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to believe in you and give you the opportunity and provide you with funding, et cetera, uh, and manpower to make this a success. So we, we've got all these people together. We've done a needs assessment. We, I've met initially with the pastors, and uh, I tell you, I had a group. I had about 13 or 14 pastors here. Uh, about about a month ago, and man, they were on fire when they heard about this program. Um, so we we've met and then we've got things in place. Uh, what we're having to do now is making sure that our site that we selected uh, that we'll be able to uh, provide the the uh, information that uh, the the parties the entities will need to make this work. Uh, once we get that completed. Um, and we're also in the process of building our budget to figure out what it would take to advertise and what it would take to to set up and and, and get the things we need. Uh, so and the manpower hours, et cetera. So we, we've got to get numbers, and we, we're, we're crunching numbers now. As a matter of fact, I have a meeting set Friday for that. So once we get the site uh, prep done, uh, we're going to get the uh, site set up, and then uh, we'll have a trial run day. And the trial run day means is that I have every entity involved show up, and we'll show up, and we'll pull a couple of mock names maybe out of our system, and say, okay, hey, this guy just turned himself in, boom, let's run through it and see if if we have any glitches. Right. And 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 okay, and once we get that done, uh, the next day or so, we'll be ready to, to hit the ball out of the park and kick off. My target date is mid-August. Okay. And I've been a little reluctant to set a date because of there's the uncertainties that we may run into uh, as far as uh, logistical uh, uh-huh. problems. So I want to give them time to work themselves out. But I'm looking and hoping for mid-August. Uh, we'll run it for two days. I don't want to overburden everybody this first go-around. We'll run it for two day, days, see how it goes, and, and we'll, we'll we'll look at it. Whatever we need to fix, we'll run it again. Uh, I'm hoping and planning for December, first part of December. Uh, once we, uh, if we run it in December and it's a success, we'll make this a staple in this community, and we'll just keep running it uh, at least twice the twice a year for for two days at a time. So that that that's what I'm looking at projecting long term uh, for this program. That's powerful. You know, DJ, your best marketers, believe it or not, if you were to take this into the jail system and speak to the guys in there that's already locked up. They are your best marketers. I'm telling you now, they can. these guys market things. They know things better 
on the inside than we know on the outside. And they have all these connections because they talk with so many different people. And I really do believe that a lot of these men are just looking for, they're just looking to turn themselves in. And people may not believe that, but these people are tired. They're tired of running. And and they, they want a second chance at life. They want to get this warrant off of their back and, and, and just start anew. But let me ask you this. Are you guys working with probation officers? Because you know probation officers, they 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 stay in contact with their people, and if some of their people um, have a warrant or whatever and, and they don't want to uh, turn themselves into the jails, uh, I mean, will you have that, that uh, connection uh, with the probation officers that, they, okay, that they, if they don't turn themselves into the jail, they can turn themselves into us? Well, fortunately uh, for our community, and I can't speak for every community, uh, we, we, we're very, we're very uh, intimately in, involved with our uh, probation officers. Okay. And, and I say that because, you know, we spend a lot of time with them, uh, and they spend a lot of time with us. And uh, so we, we're very involved with one another. Now, like I said at the onset of this uh, interview, is that there are stipulations uh, that are that are out there, and some of the stipulations are, uh, you know, about the felon. Uh, there, there, there are different types of felonies and degrees, and and what you tend to get into when you get into state probations, uh, there are some that are not violent, but there are most of them are violent. You know, uh, or, or or have committed violent acts in the act of another crime. So there there are going to be intricacies involved that the state attorney and the public defender's office is going to have to work out. Uh, but yeah, that that's a part of it. Now, usually, when you start talking with probations, you start dealing with people. You start dealing uh, with people who who are uh, may not qualify for this program as far as um the nature of their charges and and their uh-huh. and their history so those are things that 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 the people with the law degrees uh will have to work out and 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 uh provide solutions for uh, what we're looking at are those folk who who uh have not really committed any serious offenses like nonviolent crime nonviolent crimes yeah yeah okay. yeah but 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 the thing about it is, even with a program like that, this this particular program could be, you know, augmented to maybe extend out to that. You know, I mean, there there could be ways that they do that. I mean, and that's like you said, that's for the attorneys and all the folks that, you know, that work with the with that side of the law to figure out and you know handle and accommodate. Yeah, when when you start dealing with uh, violence. Uh, uh, felons, you're, you're talking about somebody who's committed an atrocity against somebody person. Right. So you have to be kind of careful because you want to afford you want to afford the person who uh, who 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 has taken the time to report this crime and, and, and has been violated uh, a sense of justice. You want to give them a sense of justice. The criminal justice system was designed. To keep to keep our, our streets and, and, and our community safe, and and, it, and also provide restitution to victims. So there has to be some kind of uh, uh, leveling of the scale, if if you will, there 
So we, we have to kind of balance that and, 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 and you know, be sensitive to our victims uh, with whom we serve uh, and, and, and definitely uh, um, are, 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 you know, doing doing this on their behalf. So so we have to have to be mindful of that. But, but yeah, you know, anything can be tweaked. I'm just not willing to dumb, uh, dumb the program up, and I'm definitely not going to dumb it down. I want it to run just where it is. Right. You know, and where and where it's designed because it's been successful. That wheel is it's been successful. So I don't want to I don't want to disturb it. Okay. All right, we have uh, about two minutes left in the show. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to give out some contact information. Uh, let's say another church may want to pilot this in Gaston County, or maybe they want to discuss bringing it to another county like Leon County or Wakulla County. Uh, what's a good uh, – give out your contact information. Well, uh, as I said before, my name is Investigator Ulysses Jenkins, uh, and uh, my email address is U underscore uh, Jenkins, as it's uh, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. That's U underscore Jenkins at TDS, uh, Tom David Sam, TDS.net. So uh, feel free to email me uh, if there's some something I can help uh, someone with who's trying to or would like to uh, get something like this going, um, you know, I'd be more than willing to, to give you any information that I have and to point you in the right direction. Uh, and I also would encourage people across the state of Florida or across the you know the United States to to petition your local law enforcement folk. These are the folk you vote for, and say, hey, we want something like this in our community. You know, we want to we want to do whatever we can to play a part in uh, taking our communities back. So we all have a part to play. You know, we just need to p- determine what part that we will play and, 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 and how far we're willing to go. Yes, and DJ. We definitely want you and a couple of the other um, people on your board to definitely come back and, and tell us a little bit more about the program. And, I mean, we, we the, the doors are open for you. Anytime you want to come on, just let us know and we'll bring you back on because this is something that that's really, really needed in, um, in all communities, but more than anything, uh, it's just needed in the African-American communities. We see so much. We see a lot of the neighborhoods going down. You don't see a lot of people walking around because of fear of just violence and just a, a lot of different things. And that's not the case in every black community, but it's, it's, if it's in one community, that's more that's one more than it should be. Uh, but we, we really thank you for coming on. And like I said, we, we're definitely going to schedule something with you to bring you back on with some other people so that the people can really, really get a better understanding of, of what and how, you know, a, a better understanding and, and to see how powerful and see how important this program is. Well, what I also encourage people to do is go to the United States Marshal uh, website and look up the program Future Safe Surrender. And if you have any more questions, you can go there. They, they have um, uh, areas set aside for where they've got statistics from all across the country. And they have, uh, you know, frequently asked questions that are already uh, lined out for you and, and, and related news clips. Uh, and I also like to point you out, point you, uh, excuse me, towards uh, the CBS uh, Evening News website. They ran a piece about two months ago on the program that they ran up in uh, Delaware. Mm-hmm. So, and, and to see those folk, man, say, "Hey, I was, I, I was tired of that cloud over my head, and I just wanted an opportunity." It was awesome. 
episode. And I'd like to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. Uh, and the sheriff thanks you also. And uh, we look forward to working with you again in the future. Thank you. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, I, I tell you, get involved with the program, folks. Get it in your communities. I guarantee you, you will definitely not be disappointed. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask that you send this out to all of your friends, all your Facebook, your Twitter, your MySpace, and all your other social networking sites. Get the word out. Let them know that we're here. Uh, Again, we thank you. We bid you good evening, and we ask that you join us again next week. Good night, and God bless you all.